On today's episode, we're going to be speaking with the founder of a super successful e-commerce incubator agency who've managed to grow three brands beyond the 30 million dollar revenue mark in just two years it's a great episode you don't want to miss so do stay tuned retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade the widespread adoption of mobile technology social media as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in a way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and, and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear firsthand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kunle Campbell, and this, as usual, is a podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. Now, the interview you're about to listen to is an interview I had with Devidas. Um, Devidas is a co-founder at a growth e-commerce growth incubator agency called Sugatan.io. Now, what they essentially do is they, they first of all started out as a Facebook marketing agency and they fast realized that Facebook would not grow your business alone and they started to delve into other things, other areas that would actually influence the wholesome growth of e-commerce businesses and they have over the last two years done that terrifically well. They have three case studies of three businesses that were able to move past the $30 million a year mark. Um, one was doing 300K you know, a month, another was doing 30K a month, and another was from zero to three to, to 30 million in two years. Now, um, what they do essentially is they do Facebook advertising. Um, they manage the creatives in Facebook advertising. They do Facebook, um, they do um, email, SMS, and then they do product launches. Um, they obviously do not make the products, but they, they do methodic or formulatic, formularic, right, um, product launches. Now, these product launches essentially, you know, um, help with, you know, growth quite, quite significantly. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a brilliant episode I, I had. Um, and, um, to talk about how they grew, you know, their, their, their team from seven to 70 and how they use like equity share to really get vested into the businesses they support. Um, we talk about, you know, um, everything, you know, AOV, LTV, um, AOV is average order value, LTV, lifetime value, CPA, cost per acquisition, conversion rates. And he, he, he has a very methodic way of looking at these four metrics um, as to how they affect, you know, growth in, in, in business. So it's, it's, a, it's a great episode. Um, it, it was a great conversation, you know, I had um, with Davidas. Um, and um, you, you should listen to it if, you know, um, you know, growth is something you, you're concerned about. You know, you, you really want to learn more about um, from a lifetime value perspective. We also talked about um, multiplier effects and, you know, um, yeah, and, and influencer marketing, a bit of influencer marketing. We, we did talk about that. Yeah, so if you are interested, that's great. Um, but 
If this is your first time listening to this podcast or watching this podcast on YouTube and you haven't hit the subscribe button, please um, do that now because um, it, it just helps us. It helps us um, algorithmically to, 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 to get more exposure. Um, if you enjoy, you know, you know, listening to this podcast and you haven't yet, you know, subscribe, do it. Um, and if, you know, your podcasting platform has a review of sorts, um, please leave us a review. It, it really, really helps us. Um, from an exposure standpoint and um if you find this episode you know interesting the conversations we've had or any bits of this episode interesting share it on social media share it with your colleagues share it with your teammates um just share it with with, with people on your social media okay i'm not going to babble too much anymore um you're going to jump in you're going to listen to this episode and i will catch you on the other side thank you behind on planning for Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Well, Klaviyo is here to help. Klaviyo is the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for online brands of all kinds and all sizes. With email automation, SMS marketing, list growth tools, and more, you'll get everything you need to build strong relationships that keep your customers coming back. And with the holiday season right around the corner, there's no time like the present. Get up and running quickly with Klaviyo's lightning fast integrations, pre-built marketing automations, and the beautiful email templates. Whether you're a billion dollar business or just starting out, Klaviyo is the e-commerce marketing platform for growth during the holidays and long after. Get a free trial at klaviyo.com slash 2x. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash 2X. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth. Cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and BigCommerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's the deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, they'll extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind backups. Remember to head over to rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. All right, guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kune Campbell, and this is a podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. So if you're like in the direct to consumer, you know, selling space, um, whether you're a founder, you know, whether you work in marketing, I'm pretty much going to help you sell more directly to your customers. And the way we do it is that every week we interview an expert, a founder of a direct-to-consumer e-commerce business or representative from a best-in-class e-commerce SaaS product. And we pretty much help you with metrics such as, um, you know, conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size and ultimately sales. And, um, you know, I, I just want to, to, to get the best of the best, you know, onto this show. Now, speaking of which, I'm joined by David from the agency Sugartan. Now, if you remember, um, it was back in, I think it was 2018, 2018, right? We, we had your, 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 your founder, your co-founder, Chris Sugartan, who's, who's the, the, the agency's, um, who's my Sugatan. girlfriend actually. And she's your she's girlfriend. My boss. <laughs> <laughs> the, girl, the woman always a boss, right? So but we had her on and at the time you were seven, your, 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 your team's was about seven and now you're 70. 
you know, fast forward, um, you know, two years ahead. Um, essentially, these guys are, um, Sugatan is a growth hacking D2C agency. And what they do is they, they're almost like an e-commerce incubator where they work with very specific partners. I wouldn't even call them clients on typically a revenue, you know, share basis, and they help them accelerate you know, their growth from wherever they are to their intended target based off on um, rev share targets. It's a very interesting model. I'm starting to see um, a few, um, you know, agencies start to implement, but it's very difficult to execute. And these guys have um, actually cracked a few knots here. So um, yeah, it's it's super, super interesting. And um, I'm just excited to have you on, David. Welcome. Thanks a lot. I'm I'm your fan as well. You know, I've I've listened to many podcasts of yours, and I've gotten so many ideas um, out of the interviews that you have done um, that I've actually implemented into the my workflow as well. Whenever I would like ideas, I would go on to and listen to your podcast. You know, with the with the guests that I I knew that were doing well, and then I I would apply it. And uh, oh. I think it was influence. So you talked uh, with someone from influencer marketing, which inspired me to to do influencer marketing marketing in-house for us as well. So we have like this service as well for our clients. No, I appreciate it. I, I, I always love, you know, the feedback. So, so thank you so much. I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Okay. Now, um, I guess I probably not done, you know, your agency Sugatan sufficient justice. Um, could you take a, a minute or even two to, to explain, um, you know, who you guys are, what you do, um, and then we'll, we'll move from there. Yeah, so um, we are kind of like, a, as you said, like a e-commerce incubator. The companies come to us, and we know, you know, at exactly the what stage they are at, and we know exactly which kind of services do they need, uh, do we need to provide for them in order to take uh, to go into a new level of businesses. And there are quite a few levels, you know, in the D two C businesses. And I borrowed, uh, actually, I I read about it in Blitzscaling uh, in in that book. And that there are levels of businesses and they are called like um, uh, families. Then I think it's like a small town and then like a bigger city and so on. And it's actually the same with D- D2C. This book was um, was about um, technology businesses, um, but it's exactly the same thing with D2C businesses. Uh, so we kind of have gone through uh, these stages with lots of businesses and we know in which exact stage, what kind of service do they need? And at the same time, we know which kind of operations do they need, you know, where do they need to improve uh, or which kind of tools do they need to uh, apply to their businesses? Because it's all form- formulaic as well. It's just you have to do quite a few times and with multiple businesses in different sectors to understand how it works. So I think uh, what where we are at right now is that we figured out a formula how to go to 30 million and above, like uh, with, one, uh, with one of the partners, we're going to do around 40 to 50 million um this year so we kind of and uh, it actually happened with three partners this year so we kind of have formula to how to get there and we have formulas you know how to go from 30 million uh, from 30,000 per month to 300,000 that's where usually things start to break them from 300,000 to 1 million and then from 1 million to 3 million and above uh, in monthly revenue um so that's what essentially we do and uh, as i told you before the interview that we don't, you know, focus only on one thing. Like, yes, Facebook ads and creatives are like super important for the business and the, to accelerate the business. But we, whenever we go into the business, we see, okay, like this is the spot that they're actually needing someone to come in and we either hire, consult with someone and we kind of start doing it on our own until we see that, okay, this is actually working. We need to hire someone in-house to be doing it uh, for for the rest of the client. So that's the way we did it with influencer marketing, for example. And at the moment, we're scaling that um, that part of our agency uh, as well. That's incredible. They're, they're, from from what I can gather, there there are lots of moving parts here. You started out as, an, as a Facebook ads agency and you realized to 
to to drive growth, you need to be multifaceted. You need to be um, a marketing growth engine in itself. Um, you, you talked about your latest venture going into influencer marketing, which is great for top of funnel traffic. Um, you've talked about the creatives you do for Facebook. You talk about lifecycle marketing with email. Um, and you also talked about community building um, for um, some of your clients. Um, so I guess my question now is, you probably get approached by a lot of brands on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Like I can imagine your inquiry box, right? Um, your inbound. How do you determine what brands, since you have a formula for growth to 30 million and beyond, what is your criteria for businesses coming to you to work with you? And you say, okay, this looks like an opportunity. This looks like a project we're going to work. We're willing to work for the next two years on because we know they're going to hit, you know, the, the 30, you know, million or even more, you know, um, target they're looking at. Yeah. So we do have some kind of a formula. We are looking at conversion rate. We are looking um, like uh, how much revenue are they making currently? We are looking at the gaps where they have, them right now. So for example, there there are some businesses that came recently to us that were making like, let's say 10 million per year and they were not doing Facebook ads. So we immediately knew like, okay, this is like something that you can just plug in Facebook ads and accelerate the growth um, by a lot. But at the same time, we also were kind of democratizing the entire agency. So we let our videographers tell us about the products that they are excited working with. Um, then we ask our lead strategists of the like of the e-commerce business that uh, we have, you know, like what do they think? And we kind of vote uh, between the team members to see whether we are um, going to go into that business or not. And uh, it's usually uh, beauty, like we are really good at beauty. We scaled many um, beauty brands and health. So I think these are our kind of uh, the golden golden niche that we're in. And we know how to do it really well. And Chris herself, you know, she's like extremely good at creatives. Um, and especially for beauty, she, she has like a very good sense of what's going to convert. And we have a few videographers that have it as well. Um, so as well, like if we see that they don't do video ads, well, we already know that, okay, this is going to be something that we can scale with. And at the same time, we don't go into these long-term relationships at the, like from the get-go, we go on a date for six weeks to see whether our formula works for them, or maybe it's not because we, you wouldn't want to know to be in a relationship with someone with who you kind of don't have this, um, yeah, just good relationship. It makes sense. makes a lot of sense. And, um, so what about things like the ability for the brand to fulfill internationally? Um, is, is that, a, does that ever come into the mix into like your criteria or are you able to geo scale, you know, within a certain, um, you know, um, country? That's actually a challenge that I haven't been able to solve because um, usually our clients, well, there are some clients that come from Europe, so we it's pretty easy uh, to do it from Europe. You can just ship it to U the US um, and like it's not big of a deal from the tax perspective or anything like that, import taxes. The problem arises when we we have a client who is a partner who is a um, in the US and then we need to be moving or expanding into Europe. But since most of the partners that we have are actually uh, not looking to sell, actually that's another criteria that we're looking at is that we want to be getting equities once we reach certain levels of the of revenues with certain amounts of profitability. Um, we are looking to be building these companies to be able to sell. Uh, which means that we're kind of thinking like, okay, like if we want to sell, we need some room for the investors uh, to be growing. To, so for example, there are, we know there are some brands that are uh, kind of have the distribution, you know, network. So we're kind of leaving the European uh, market down there. What we are focusing the most, we are focusing what we are pretty strong at, or at least we know how to do it pretty well. So um Product launches is a very strong uh, strong part of our business because we have done it with so many brands and we know how to do it. We have it. We can 
assure that every product that they're going to launch we is going to be success so that's also pretty attractive for the investors to um to have this kind of a formula then creatives you know influencer marketing right now we just hired like a super great person to be even expanding our influencer marketing efforts even more even though like we were doing really well but uh, now we just need to expand uh, creatives as i said we're setting up studios in multiple locations to be able to crank up a lot more creatives needed for the this kind of a growth because at 30 million level plus you need in order to grow 2x you need 2x the creatives which means that we need to hire another 10 to 20 videographers you know <laughs> which is a lot um but yeah to answer your question we haven't figured out how to go into europe and we are not kind of focusing down there because uh, uh, that means we would have to customize you know websites we would have to do all of the things that we are not good at at this moment, at least. Although okay. I know some people who specialize in it as well. There are some agencies to do that. Okay, makes sense. Okay, now let's talk about this formula to growth, um, especially to, I, I really like the way you framed the 30 million a year, you know, getting past the 30 million a year revenue, you know, um, milestone. Um, what in your perspective are the key pillars um that businesses can employ towards hitting that $30 million, you know, revenue, um, mark and what kind of timeline should a, um, a fairly, you know, um, early stage startup D2C startup, um, look at towards hitting that 30 million. Should they break it down to 10, 25 and 30? What's your take on it? I'd really love to know. It's actually very similar to what you just said, because I, I did it with three businesses at the same time, which was, for me, that's when I realized, like, they have the same exact problems. And I was fortunate enough, you know, to be working with three businesses that were at the same stage. And if one of them made a mistake, I know what to do for the for another two. So it was like the the most amazing experience. But to get to 30 million, it took us two, two years uh, with all of the uh, free brands. One was a bit ahead. I think they were generating 300,000 per month uh, from the beginning when I started working with them. One was generating 30,000 per month and another one was generating, they just started. Um, so the first year we hit around 10 million mark. Um, the second year we hit 30, like this year is going to be the second one. Like once we finish this year, it's going to be the second one. And we are, uh, one of them will hit 45 million. One of them will hit 37, 39, maybe. And another one, uh, 27 to 30 uh, million. So it's kind of uh, the same, uh, same range, but at the same time, it's very formulaic. Like the, the, the growth kind of like the, at each stage of the growth, they'll need to redo the whole thing, what they did, you know, the way they hired people, the way, which people they hired, because in the beginning you kind of hire like a generalist who can be doing multiple, multiple things. Maybe they know how to do a bit of email marketing. Maybe they know how to do a bit of SMS marketing, like all of these things. But when you go into the, like, for example, where we are at right now is that we need a specialist for each one of the areas. Uh, like a director of e-commerce, director of influencer, um, director of uh, what is it, uh, data as well. Um, then we, director of acquisition, uh, creative director. So all of these directors now are coming into play and that's where, where we are focusing right now is to be finding these directors for each one of these brands. And plus offices, like all of them were changing offices at the same time. We outgrew their office every year. Um, but to get to this level, what we needed was Facebook ads, uh, email marketing, creatives, uh, and product launches. So these four kind of things, uh, like SMS as well, I would add SMS uh, that was helping us uh, as well. Um, but these kind of four or five things were enough to get to 13 million. I'm not sure, you know, what's going to take us to the next one, but I, what I've tried is I spread my team to thin a bit in the last two to three months. I was trying YouTube ads. I was trying this and that. But what I realized that is that I need to be focusing on combining these things now, like influencer marketing with Facebook ads a bit more. Maybe, you know, think of the ways, how can I maximize the exposure to influencer marketing? Maybe with the influencer marketing plus hire a PR agency that would be uh, putting this uh, like 
putting these things um, uh, like getting us articles exposure as well as well i was thinking like okay influencer marketing how can we do it with facebook ads and like let's do advertorials more of advertorials so i think that's kind of combination of these will get us to 50 million which i believe at 50 million there's going to be another uh, kind of breaking point where we'll have to rethink the whole strategy and maybe that's when i'm going to be uh, introducing a new traffic channel let's say it can be youtube like we'll need to find some something that is a lot more uh, like scalable as scalable as facebook and youtube could be the one since we have the creative team too that makes sense so so basically you have facebook ads video creatives, email, SMS list, and then product launches. Um, in regards to, and you can get to 30 million, right? Now, are, are these, so you said these are beauty and health brands, yeah? Yes. Okay. Right. Are these single products or are these a suite of products? Um, so one of them is like a sportswear. So with sportswear for me, actually that's the, the that was the smartest and the most formulaic one because for in order for them to do a product launch it's easy they just change the design that's it like and they can be doing this month over month and every launch you know like out of 12 launches yeah. yeah out of 12 launches maybe three designs would hit the mark and we would scale the hell out of it you know um but for example skincare it's a bit more difficult. Like we need six months to for, to formulate it, to research it, to um, to find the right blends and like all of the things that our product development team is working on. Yeah. So it's a bit more difficult. Then there is another brand that I cannot unfortunately mention, but it's like very similar to to the tights. Um, but as as well, like that's what we've been doing. Although like we were lacking in the product development sense that we were, uh, that they were kind of not listening to us that much and they were not researching the customers because customers tell what they want. You know, you can yeah. call like hundreds of them uh, and then they, they'll tell you this is the size, this is the, whatever the color that they want the product to be in and so on. And uh, yeah, so these are the, kind of the product launches that we're thinking about. And also we are expanding it, as I told you, and that we hired like someone from Nike who has been specializing in the product launches um, and how that cycle, full cycle looks like. As well, we just analyzed, actually, we finished analysis on Glossier's product launches and it's really interesting how they do it, you know? So we're going to combine like Nike and Glossier and we'll come up with our product launch formula that will make sure that we hit each one of the products like that's each one of the product will get us to the next level. And what I saw is that every product launch gives you a bump of five to 10% of your total revenue. So let's say we were generating 2 million in the beginning of the year, we are generating it. Then we have a product launch and boom, 2 million, 200, then another product launch. And it's like five to 10% all the time. Yeah, No, it's it's very interesting. You're mentioning product launches because I I put together like a black Friday guide um, for, for e-commerce brands. And one of the first points, which is like a major pillar in, in scaling is get a product launch done in Q3 or at the start of Q4. So to get people excited about, you know, um, about your, your brand to put you, front you know front and center in front of them so when black friday comes even if they've delayed that purchase they they have that appetite you know to to want to purchase your your brand bring it very close because like if you look at apple um that's why they do their product launch in september their biggest product launch is in september because they know q4 is around the corner and there has to be that cycle a lot of people will be buying iphones a lot of people will be buying airports and the like it's it's very interesting yeah, it's and I, I, I love it i love the fact that you you mentioned product launches as part of a marketing strategy because we always often hear about this is these are the LLAs. These are the um, the the this is the bid cap. You know this is how you're going to do your CBO, your ABO. We we keep on th- getting thrown all these terminologies in Facebook ads, but we need to sort of strategically look at things. And I love that you guys are doing the, the more strategic thing, and you're looking at it as partners with the businesses to help them grow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is the value, you know, that you can be bringing to the business. Yeah. Like if you're an agency, like if you only know how to do Facebook ads, 
like Facebook ads now for us, it's like so simple. You just test the creatives. If they work, you just scale them up. You have a different campaign. So like you can teach anyone to do that, you know, but from the strategic point of view and problem solving point of view, this is where it gets tricky. And this is where actually now I start seeing before I was kind of arrogant. I'm in this space, you know, for three years. And before I was like, I'm better than them, you know, like uh, they have five years of experience and they are saying, you know, how cool they are. And now I'm seeing like, wow, this, these five years of experience, you know, gave me such a great ability to understand, you know, where I'm going, which kind of mistakes I'm going into and help my team members out. Like, okay, look, I've tried it before, you know, it didn't work out. Like let's move another way or challenge them a bit. Um, so yeah, like it gives you far more broader strategic, uh, strategic understanding and agencies actually is the best, are the best schools for that. Cause you, you get to touch so many businesses and then exactly. later on you can apply it for one business, you know, and then scale. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Clavio is the e-commerce marketing platform that helps brands build relationships with memorable email and SMS messages. Today, more than 50,000 brands like Living Proof, Hint, and Choppies choose Clavio to help them grow. Learn more and get started with the free trial at clavio.com slash 2x. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com slash 2x. Okay, I, I wanted to touch base on your framework, on your like formulatic or formulatic, uh, you know, framework on, um, you know, Facebook, video, email, SMS, and, um, you know, product launches. Um, it's obvious that Facebook ads are for acquisition, mainly for acquisition. Um, you know, they, they, they expose the brand to, to the market. Um, why is email... Um, so important and how come um, you're starting to, you know, um, get very interested in SMS, you know, um, in SMS or SMS list. Could you give us the relationship between those three, three pillars, please? Yeah. So email has been always, for me, it's like a gold, gold mine, you know, that that's how I see it. How many, like I'm every day, not every day, but every week I'm looking, okay, how many emails did we get uh, this week? You know, how many SMS did we get? Because for example, during Black Friday, our entire strategy is based on email and SMS. How, how many SMS can we get before? How many emails can we get? Can, how can we expand? You know, we were doing like messenger and stuff, but like that didn't work out that well. So we are just focusing on these two things. And we've been focusing since last year, I think SMS, uh, caught my attention and uh, and it's incredible you know for the direct kind of sales um but you need top of the funnel obviously to be um to be driving the the traffic to be getting the acquire sms and emails mm-hmm. um actually right now we are hiring like a crm person as well to be dealing with emails plus loyalty line programs uh too so clavio and loyalty lines experts yeah. as well but yeah it's just a gold mine like uh, the the wealth or the health of the business uh you can see it by the amounts of email or or the amounts of active email subscribers engaged email subscribers because if they are not engaged you'll go to the spam usually <laughs> yeah makes sense makes sense so um i guess email is a major metric on your dashboard in terms of like how many emails have we so for each of the brands you work with you, you look at the number of emails you've acquired on a monthly basis yeah yeah so it depends you know from brand to brand like sometimes they already come to us with uh, their email kind of specialist so Mm -hmm. we're just um, advising them what to do Mm -hmm. Um, it's usually for us it usually doesn't work out really well when the partnership already has like a lot of people in their marketing department because they have their own ways of doing things and they're what i see especially if they're coming more from a corporate world or not so fat, not such a fast growing world. It's going to be difficult because everything has to be approved. Everything has to be double, triple, quadruple checked and so on. And that's really stops the growth. What we see is that like, you need to be testing at a very, very fast pace, you know, and like all of the approvals and so on, they just, they're going to kill your business. And we have experienced it uh, with one of the businesses that we went to, like from uh, 
1 million point five to 6.6 million in in a month uh, during covid um like we accelerated our growth by a lot and then you know we hired uh, like we said okay we need to hire you know someone really good to to manage the business um and we hired like someone from a corporate background um cmo from uh, footlocker um and and everything has to be approved everything has to be like planned out and all of that and and it killed it completely you know like everything slowed down so yeah yeah makes sense makes sense um so in regards to like your what are your thoughts on like life cycle marketing um and how how do you bridge that connection between life cycle marketing and facebook advertising so direct response and you know, having that long-term relationship with, with a customer that generates, you know, um, lifetime, you know, revenue. Um, so actually like I, last year, maybe I was having this thought as well. How do I extend our lifetime of the customer? Uh, and I had this thought, like, what are the beliefs that my customers have to believe about me or what kind of touch points do I have to make so that they stay with us, not forever, but like for as long as possible. So that's how I started mapping out the whole email flow, you know, the whole um, Facebook flow as well at the back end. And then we ended up, you know, with the Facebook group as well. Now I'm exploring like forums as well, maybe just to have like an additional assets for us. Um, I might not uh, implement it, but it's something that I'm thinking about. Um but yeah, like what are the beliefs that they have to believe about your brand or your product to be continuing to be buying the product? And plus product launches, you know, help a lot um, to to extend that kind of life cycle as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about SMS? What are you using SMS? Um, wh- where does SMS come to, come to play? Does, does it support email? Um, is, does it close sales? Where'd you put it in the landscape now? Yeah, it's like the most probably bottom of the funnel uh, kind of channel that we have. Like we see lots of, uh, it's difficult actually. Now I'm exploring some data data platforms uh, and I was uh, just to, to see attributions, you know, to each one of the platforms. So emails and SMS are the top ones. Like the last click attribution is the best one down there. Um, and we kind of as well, we have this, thought in mind always when we create emails, when we ha- want to expand it to SMS and maybe Facebook group as well. We sometimes send uh, emails to join our Facebook group just to be, um, so So the thought is how can we expand our marketing efforts and how can we acquire uh, as many touch points from these customers as possible. Yeah. And uh, I think we have it in the welcome sequence um, to join the SMS. I think for the Black Friday, if I'm not wrong, we're going to send one uh, email like saying, like, do you want to to join a VAP club, whatever, uh, join our SMS list. And at the same time, we have it on the uh, checkout page as well that they can take the box and then we can get the emails, uh, sorry, SMS and uh, so on. So this next question is like a, does Bigfoot exist or, um, you know, do unicorns exist type question? Um, The question is, can you make a business from the first purchase only? I don't think so. It's, well, you can make money, that's for sure. Um, I've seen, you know, people who could make like probably 300, 500K, even a million probably per year, you know, doing that. but. Profitably. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really well. I don't know. I haven't done it for uh, for a while already, but mm. I don't think you can. Cre- you'll not create a brand. Um, that's for sure. You know. And uh, now I guess it's probably very difficult. You know, to be to be profiting from from that. Um, yeah, as actually well pointed out, that's probably these people who are sharing these screenshots on Facebook, they're not profiting or rather just selling, you know, to be selling the, the info products. I, I, later I, I, I guess the only ways if you, I, I guess it's to figure out um, your um, your CPA and your AOV threshold. Because if, if you're selling something for 60 bucks or 50, $50, you know, CPAs could be in definitely in the forties, in the thirties or forties. How how do you sort of balance that? So, so I guess my question is, 
what's your sweet point from um, from an order value standpoint where you say, okay, there is opportunity in scaling this brand out um, from maybe the per- first purchase or purchase and a half, you know, or two, you know, two purchases? So actually, like last year, I had a very interesting uh, kind of experiment. Uh, not experiment. I was, I went to this one conference uh, for copywriters, but I heard uh, like there was this guy uh, called Nick Daniels, who's a CEO of We Shred. And he said, like, all I am focusing on is to be out testing my competition, right? And it was uh, early September last year. Uh, I came back to my home and then I said, okay, I'm just going to 10x the amounts of tests that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'll be testing everything. Like for one month, I'll be a machine of testing. And I did it and I managed to find a few hacks, not a, not hacks, but just a few strategies, you know, that increased my AOV immediately by $5. And that one was, I combined all of the products that we had on store in the store into one mega bundle, which cost around $400. And immediately on the same day, there were five people who bought it, I think, then the, like, the, people started buying it and it increased my AOV by, by $5. And then I found some other hack uh, that extended my lifetime value um, and decreased the CPA as well. I think it was advertorials. Like I found a formula how to do advertorials and I can actually share it with you. So basically the way I did it, I wrote a sales page Mm-hmm. And on top of the sales page, like usually when you go to the copywriters, what they will, what if they do like an A-B test, I forgot how they are called, like beating the control, mm-hmm. they would just change the, the top part, right? But I said, okay, like it's going to be, like it's going to be expensive every time to go to a copywriter, like a good copywriter who will be swapping this. I cannot afford that. So what I did is I wrote that copy. Uh, I maybe wrote a few copies, like with just changing the headline, and I found the one that worked. And what I did then is I went to BuzzSumo uh, and I found the most viral articles that are out there about my particular topic that I was uh, that I wanted to write about. I found five, and I wrote uh, like a very simple kind of piece of content, which was like for whatever, you know, keys to success, let's say. Mm-hmm. And then I put it on top of it, you know, and then, and then that works, you know, so I, I created another 10, like I selected a few other uh, topics and it's just a short one, you know, like yeah. uh, two sentences, like one point, two sentences, the second point and so on. So I was, I kept swapping it. And my CPM started to decrease because a few because they are on Basumo. That means that they are going viral uh, somewhere, and they were like super clickbaity. Well, they were not super clickbaity, but people were pressing like cost per landing page view was double. Like I reduced it by fifty percent, and then I had this sales page, you know, and they would buy the product. So I reduced my CPA by maybe five dollars, and I increased my AOV by five dollars. And that went, and we went in two or three weeks, we went from making 300K to 1.5 million. And that's before Black Friday, which is like the best time to be scaling the accounts because you get so much traffic before that, you know, you get so many emails, you get so many SMS, and then you can blast it all uh, during the Black Friday. So I found these hacks, you know, and it's like, I realized that only by increasing the AOV by $5, you can be outspending your competition by a lot yeah. by and you can re- decrease the CPA you know, by a bit. So imagine what you could do if you, uh, if the lifetime value of your customer is like twenty dollars more. Yeah, Obviously, exactly. you need to manage the the cash flow and so on. But like for example, when I look at the companies like Disney, you know, they they probably can afford to uh, to spend maybe three thousand dollars or maybe more to acquire one customer because they have their entire kind of universe built around them. Exactly. Um, because they, they'll buy, the customers will buy it uh, all over the place. So my next actually stage of growth, I think, will be to be thinking, how can I be, how can we be strategically acquiring new companies to be plugging into our kind of flows and be uh, increasing our lifetime value by a lot. And that way we can outspend our competition once again. That makes a lot of sense. Thanks for for the tips on there um, in regards to the testing on um, advertorial and sales pages. Um, so just to iterate, did, did you use any software to sort of, you know, rotate and change the headlines or um, was it manual? 
Um, so it was, I think, Shogun. I used okay. Shogun or okay. um, one of the landing page tools. Um, now, uh, now since it's like a kind of part of the SOPs, we have done it with the developers and it, it took us a bit longer and so on, but it's like the loading spe- speed is much quicker and so on. Exactly, exactly. And, and when you think about it, the whole dynamic creative, um, you know, um, universal you know, feature or Facebook advertising is really centered around, you know, testing and Facebook is helping you copy test with headlines and, you know, creatives and descriptions and stuff, you know, and, and um, ad techs and, and it just cycles into it finds, you know, what works. Do you use dynamic creatives in your Facebook ads? Actually, we don't. We have like a very good Facebook rep uh, working with one uh, with one of the partners of ours, and uh, she said that uh, you shouldn't be using because she 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 sees the whole uh, the whole data, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she said that it's more like created more for uh, smaller advertisers, not mm-hmm. for those who want to scale their businesses. That's what she told us, mm-hmm. and. Um, we tested it before as well. And that's the reason why we asked her, like why there are some businesses that are pricing it. And for us, it simply doesn't work. She said that uh, at your scale, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, that. So we kind of work together with our Facebook rep to be um, like, she's the, the first Facebook rep that we can actually trust <laughs> to advise us, you know? Um, so we kind of create like our own creative testing, uh, creative testing machine with her as well. Awesome. 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 Okay. Um, finally, you, you talked about, um, you know, the, the five lever points, testing lever points. You want to just go through them? Um, you know, um, yes. So uh, we are always testing AOV. We are trying to figure out how to increase our AOV, then reduce our CPAs. CPAs usually are done by either advertorials or creatives. Uh, so that's the biggest point over there. Then we think about how to increase our lifetime value. So, uh, loyalty programs, Facebook group, maybe as well can help emails, you know, SMS and all of these impressed product, product launches and then conversion rate optimization. So we try to reduce, like to increase the conversion rate on the website. Um, it's getting a bit more difficult because we are adding mo- like lots of uh, variables to the, to the puzzle because then the stores are expanding and it's becoming a bit more difficult to find like these small things that can increase the the conversion rate by a lot, um, but we are always testing it. And um, yeah, sometimes you can find something on there. But from my experience, like with conversion rate optimization, it's tricky. It's very difficult to get correct data. Um, plus, we used quite a few agencies now, and they always broke our website. So we always ended up, you know, being worse off than <laughs> than we were before. So. We're not focusing on that right now, but I bet that once we stabilize the performances, um, we'll we'll be focusing on that a lot. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, one final question before I, I let you go. Um, how did you and Chris Smith? <laughs> uh, actually, we worked for six or eight months maybe together, and right. and I had actually another girl, girlfriend back, back at that time, but then we had a, a team trip uh, in Guatemala and, uh, we kind of fell, fell in love down there. But, like the full story was that we took psychedelics together and then we fell in love. <laughs> always helps. <laughs> always helps, right? Always helps. Okay. Um, I, I lied. Um, another question is, uh, what book are you currently reading? Um, rational optimist. Rational um, optimist. okay. Yeah, but I'm um, actually last week I started uh, getting into a very strict regimen of uh, reading books for two hours per day. So last week I read maybe three books. This week I hope I'm gonna finish Rational Optimist and another one sci-fi book I think, but recommended by Elon Musk. So trying to get into his mind as well how how yeah. he's thinking. Yeah, what's your best book to date? What's your 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 um, high, most highly recommended book? Um, depends on the genre. Uh, for me, from the leadership perspective, multipliers was a game changer. Kind of understanding how can I be giving freedom to my to the people that I'm working with and still be fine. And actually, it's helping me a lot when I see that there are some managers, or I don't know how they, how how I would call myself. I'm not a manager, so but there are people in my positions who want to control it all. You know, as I said, uh, mm. and. And they want to control everything to the smallest detail. 
And when you do that, like you just kill the creativity of the people. You just kill the the initiatives that they could come up with on their mm-hmm. own and allow them to test. So right now, um, like when, if you saw the way I manage things, it's like pretty laid back, you know, like, okay, you make a decision, like I'm going to challenge your decision, but ultimately it's you who have to make a decision. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's one book that I would highly recommend for multipliers from the spirituality point of view. Uh, Siddhartha, I just read it last week. It was one of the best ones, uh, like to, to understand, you know, what's happening around the world or uh, with my spirituality because I'm very into psychedelics and mm-hmm. uh, and just meditations and all of these things. Um, yeah, th- these are the the ones that are coming to my mind from the advertising perspective, Eugene Schwartz. I don't think that's after Eugene Schwartz, you don't kind of need to be reading any more books on yeah. advertising. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are the the books I would recommend. Awesome. 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 David, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Um, for those of you who want to find out more um, about, you know, David, head over to sugatan.io. That's S-U-G-A-T-A-N.io. Are there any social media platforms you are uh, or your team is active, most active on? Yeah, so we do have a Facebook group. You can find okay. us down there. Uh, it's e-commerce growth hacks. Uh, you can find us there. I'm not super active right now down there, but I promise myself that I will be after this uh, November kind of Black Friday Cyber Monday is done because mm-hmm. I'm just out of uh, like out of touch with the reality right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, down there you're gonna find me, and you can ask me any question, and I'll share what I can, uh, what I can't. I'll share maybe in two or three months. Usually that's how it works with clients that they allow me to share uh, our wins like after two or three months <laughs> okay so what i'll do is i'll link to it to to the show notes and um, i'm looking forward to to joining you on your podcast um because you guys run a podcast yes you're gonna um, be joining us already yeah right? yeah yeah i'm, I'm gonna i've not i've not um filled out the the form yet but i'm gonna you know i'm just this is a confirmation that i will i will be there awesome i'll Thank be you. waiting for you and uh, i'm particularly interested what you have learned interviewing so many, you know, different e-commerce owners and like people in our space and what are the commonalities between them? Cause it's, cause I bet there are some, maybe there aren't, I don't know, but we'll be interested in. I'll I'll prepare very well for it. David, it's been an absolute pleasure, you know, having you on the show. Um, You guys are doing incredible things and I wish you, you know, continued success. Um, Yeah. Thank you for, for coming on. Thanks a lot for uh, jump like for allowing me to to share our kind of insights, success stories, and I hope that there will be some people who get inspired and will try to outtest uh, their competition as well. Awesome, awesome! My regards to Chris. All the best. Cheers. <laughs> right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X E-Commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X E-Commerce listeners on our Facebook group, E-Commerce Growth Accelerator Mastermind. Just search for 2X E-Commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.